Welcome to another episode of Photos with Sharita, our podcast. This is Shara Humphreys, and I'm here with Rita Norton. Hello, Rita. Hi, Shara. How are you doing? Good, good. I'm super excited because we have a special guest today, and we're talking to another photo organizer who can give us some great tips on uh, how people can do this for themselves, right? So I'm going to dive right in and introduce to you a fellow photo organizer colleague, Lisa Kurtz. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Hi, Rita. Hi, Shara. We are excited to have you today. I'm going to um, give a little bit of your bio and background, and then we're going to ask you some questions. And you know, you know how this goes, right? I do. I do. All (laughs) right. Well, Lisa has just a wonderful story. about why photos are so meaningful to her and how she has been in this industry for so long. When Lisa lost her mother, grandmother, aunt, and uncle in three years, she was left holding a box of unidentified photographs with nobody to ask about them. So she embarked on a lifelong quest to discover and preserve her mom's story for herself and her kids, which led her to a career in professional photo organizing. She began teaching hundreds of people how to scrapbook back in the 90s. Uh, When digital photography exploded, she started helping her clients manage their growing digital collections. And then she paused her own business in 2011 when she was hired by the Association of Personal Photo Organizers to help develop and deliver and maintain internal support and training for its community of professional photo organizers. So after she did that for nine years, working alongside professional photo organizers, she left the corporate world to pursue her own business again. And she has a fun new twist to that. Today, Lisa is the founder and managing partner of Picks and Tails, and that's P-I-X, Picks and Tails, with her business partner and daughter, Chelsea. Together, they help busy parents manage their pictures and tell their family stories, and they teach millennials how to take control of their parents' photo collections before they inherit the mess. She's a busy wife, mom, grandma, and entrepreneur. I love that she has a business with her daughter, and I know she's going to share more about that. Um, I also think that our listeners really need to know that you lovingly created 52 scrapbook albums for your kids. And um, alongside of you, I I can say these same things, and now they don't want them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So anybody out there um, in our, you know, um, parenthood journey, and if you did scrapbook and create things like that for your kids and now they don't want them. And also, I, I found this interesting because I didn't know and I've known you for a long time. Uh, she's a thrill seeker. She loves the fastest, highest, twistiest roller coasters, skywalks and zip lining. And skydiving is at the top of your bucket list. You haven't done it yet? No, you know, I made this stupid promise to my daughter, Chelsea, when I was when she was a lot younger. I told her that I wanted to skydive and that, you know, I wouldn't because I was a mother now. And I said, if I'm, if I'm ever dying, that's going to be the first thing that's on my list. If I know I'm going to pass away, you know, I've got a terminal disease or something, you'll see me out there and I'll skydive. <laughs> so oh, now, all right. All right. now the problem is if I decide to jump and, and into it, she's going to think that I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be, yeah, it's going to be really awesome. I'll tell her otherwise. Yeah, it would be a great bucket list, but it feels so ominous now that you you worry around the dying part. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
So I'll uh, schedule it for my 80th birthday, and I there you go. jump that I can, you know, enjoy in my senior years. Nice. So, nice. Lisa, I, w- I want to ask you, what is the highest, twistiest, fastest roller coaster that you have been on? Like, what oh, that? that's a good question. Because, well, you know, I do all the big. You know, we have a, an amusement park here in Ontario that's uh-huh. quite popular with some really high fun. Uh, roller coasters, but I, I can't say that I seek out all the tallest ones because that would involve me traveling everywhere to get them. <laughs> but if there's a roller coaster and You're it's on the it. highest one, I'm on it. Yes, I love them. I love I'm, them. I'm standing at the bottom waiting for you to get off. So, okay. Well, and if you're familiar with the CN Tower. It's our tallest structure in Canada, mm-hmm. and they do something called uh, a ledge walk. So they tether you to the needle, the top of the needle, and you basically walk around the edge of the CN Tower all the way around with beautiful views of the skyline. So that's on my list. I don't have to be dying to do that one. Okay. That's on my list. That's certainly on my list. Okay. And we are going to need to see pictures of that when you're done. So for sure. For sure. Well, so all of um, that leads us back to photos and the stories that, that, mm-hmm. that we want to tell and leave for our family, this legacy. And we always start with our podcast guests because we are, as my grandma Imogene said, I'm not nosy. I'm just interested. How many photos are on your phone camera roll right now? Right now I have 4,520 photos and 501 videos. Nice. I think the number, we just share it all the time because for some people it makes them feel better. Like, oh, good, you have way more mm. than I do or less. Yeah. There's this a guilt associated with it. And we're carrying around uh, this mm-hmm. little phone that really is the shoebox um, of, you know, this this time frame in our world that our phone is our shoebox filled with photos and and we want to help people with that. It is. It is. And I I think um, probably we shouldn't get caught up in the numbers as much as we should get caught up in, are they organized and are they accessible and everything? Because I could go on to say, I've got 1,129 of them all highlighted as the highlights in that collection. So if, you know, we always want to pare down our collections. And I know out of all these photos sitting on my phone, I can quickly go to 1,129 that I've picked out as my favorites that are still currently sitting on my phone. I think that's the more important number to to know, right, that we got to know for ourselves. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the, I think I mean quite frankly the number doesn't matter, right? The number doesn't matter no. at all other than we just mm-hmm. think it's a little funny haha like oh you have 4000 I have 5000. I don't know if it's a competition yeah. or guilt or whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I think what matters most is are they backed up in a different place mm-hmm. than your phone? And exactly. that's what you said. Can you access your absolute favorites? Because, you know, you don't need 4,000 pictures and I don't, I might not need 7,000. I'm not saying my number, but um, that's just rough. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's tell us a story about one of your favorite photos. Um, I, I think it's always fun to hear someone paint a picture for listeners because the podcast mm-hmm. isn't visual and, and you just take us back to a moment in time in your life. Right. Well, this is one of, I've got lots of favorite photos, but this one I would probably put under the category of being inspirational and motivational for me. It's the reason why I 
um, make photos an intentional part of my life and now my daughter's life. And that is a photo that I have. It's a generational photo. My mom, so it was my mother and Chelsea. Chelsea's not even three months old in this picture. And my grandmother, and it was the four generations of women on my mom's side. And I'm wearing my, it's a bad picture. There's lots of shadows in it. I'm wearing the big 80s glasses, you know, with my big 80s hair. And um, not everyone's looking at the camera. It's just, it's not the best photo, but it is the only photo that I have of these four generations of important people in my life, right? So I had no idea at that time as a young, brand new mom that I was going to lose my mom within the next few years. And then my grandmother the year after, and then her aunt, I mean, her sister. I mean, I had no idea in that moment. I was just a, a brand new mom with, you know, young parenting things on my mind. I had no idea that the maternal side of my family was going to be wiped out in, in, the, in a short period of time. So. That photo inspires me now to make sure that I am being very intentional about what I'm doing with my photos. It spawned my whole career, and I still have it sitting in a frame right now, very prominent in my living room, and I look at it always because it always, you know, when when I get lax or I get behind or, you know, now that I'm coaching Chelsea through some of this and we're learning how to, you know, she's, she's inheriting our collection. Um, I, it serves as a reminder for her too, right? She's a brand new parent. And although I'm not, you know, I'm not going anywhere tomorrow, you just never know, right? But more importantly, it's, it's important at this stage of your life when you start taking more pictures as a young parent that you stay focused on your photo collection and be more intentional, more so about combining the photos and the stories and not just building up a collection of, you know, Instagram shots, right? Well, yeah. I I just love the picture you painted with that. It's it's priceless, but and I think that photo is just your touchstone to everything mm-hmm. that you do. I mean, it's just a wonderful, you know. And I think we all probably have. I hope that everybody has some photo like that. That when they look at it, you know, it's that smile with some melancholy, bittersweet. You know, life is precious. You know live every day mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's it's really Absolutely. beautiful story. So mm-hmm. um Rita, I'm gonna have you jump in and ask Lisa um the next question that we always love to get from another pro. Um <laughs> and yet before I do that, Lisa, I do just want to add that I love your story. It just it puts and it will resonate so much with our listeners too. It just it makes me think about the four generational you know, I'm lucky enough to have a four generational shot also. Um, and just the stories associated with with that, you know, the 80s hair, I can picture it. It's funny and it's heartwarming <laughs> and it's precious and it's a one of a kind. So thank you for sharing that. And for our listeners, if you when you go check out the show notes on um, the Photos with Sharita podcast page, you will get to see Lisa's picture there. We will have it featured. So, Lisa. Your, what can you share with us? Your top one, two, three, whatever it might be, tips about photo organizing for someone who asks for your help, but they aren't quite ready to hire you, but they want to get mm. started on their own. So what's your okay. best piece of advice? I would say stop the bleeding. 
So go go directly to whatever your current photo taking device is, and in most cases, it's probably going to be your smartphone, and start there. So I would encourage someone to, uh, and maybe I'll use Chelsea as an example because we're going to be working with the millennial market. Um, I before Chelsea even gets to touch our family photo collection, she's got to get her own mess cleaned up, right? So uh, the first thing that I encouraged her to do is start going through the 15,000 photos that she has on her smartphone, everything, and start, you know, deleting photos that shouldn't be there. So that would be my tip number one is open up your phone and start getting rid of the photos that don't need to be there. And the number two tip was make sure that your most vulnerable photos, and that's the photos that are sitting on your phone, aren't at risk. So if you don't have a backup plan in place with your photos, then get those engaged right away. So, for example, I have a whole workflow and a whole system that I do for getting my phone pictures into my dump folder where I do some culling. But I use Google Photos. I just use the web app and Google Photos on my phone, and it's automatically backing up all of my phone to Google Photos, and my my Amazon, uh, and I also have Amazon Photos. Both of them are engaged on my phone. The apps are engaged. They, every time we're in a Wi-Fi connection, they're automatically sending all my photos to those two locations. I don't go into those locations to organize my photos. They're really just my safety in the sky, right? Um, I know that everything's dumping there. And then when I sit down intentionally to transfer my photos over and take them through my workflow, that's where my organization process happens. So they're my backup system. And that way, I know that my photos are always being uploaded to two separate cloud locations, and then I'm good to go. And I think that tip's an important one, too, for you know, I've encountered a lot of millennials lately that don't even have a computer anymore. They're really working from mobile devices. Mobile devices, they don't have the same kind of storage. You know, they can't use the same systems that maybe a computer user would use. They need these backup systems in place more than ever before. So that would that that would be my all-encompassing tip. And then to make sure that you're going through and you're picking out your highlight photos. Those are all the photos that are that are the most important ones that you want to keep. And, you know, I, I'm not going to, you know, assign degrees of importance to them. If, if that photo is important, it's just simply a highlight. So make sure you're going through all those photos and you're creating your highlight reel, the very best ones that you want to keep and do something with, tell stories about and get into an album. And if you can do all of this with one hand, great. So if you're you're sitting there going, you're watching. I honestly, I do a daily dump, and and I and I'll sit there on Netflix. It drives my husband crazy while we're watching Netflix at night. He says, "How can you watch a show and and do this at the same time?" But I can, and I know some of you get that. So I just scroll through and I delete while I'm watching show and uh, or in in little bits and pieces throughout the day. So. Delete on the go. Just keep at it and, and, and make a daily habit of scrolling through your camera roll and getting rid of what doesn't need to be there, highlighting your best, and make sure you've got those backup systems in place. There. Hey, you're that's, a woman. That's, can, you, that's, that's great. I you're know, a woman right? and you can multitask. You need to make sure, you know, of course I you know. can do he that even, and watch TV. To, of course. He even has to pause the show 
to criticize me for not watching the show because you can't talk. <laughs> yeah, that's just it's, it's just woman versus man. It's just different brains Two and different, different brains. yeah, different yeah. styles. But listen, um, I want to. I I love all the tips, and I think that Rita can answer the Android. Uh, question because I can't. But I know that when you say highlight the photos, one of the easiest ways to do that on the in the Apple ecosystem is on your phone, just favorite it, just give it a heart. Yeah, um, because then it automatically goes into a favorites album on your phone. And that does that. That's just like one level of culling that is so simple. And you can do that one handed, right? If you're holding a baby or um, whatever, or watching Netflix with your husband. So, yeah. And then um, other automatic albums, Shara, are it it isolates your screenshots. Yeah, screenshots for sure. And delete those and Mm -hmm. it highlights your videos and your selfie. I mean, so you can really go album by album and, and yeah. really get rid of the ones you don't So want. auto sorting really happens. You know, there's some artificial intelligence there and mm-hmm. good news in the Apple world. And a lot of people have iPhones. Another okay. tip for Apple users, if you're working on your desktop in um, in you're using Apple Photos, what even better which I love, is you can create a smart album for all of your photos to populate into a chronological album structure. And then you can also create a smart album to put all of your highlight photos, the ones you favorited, into their own album. In that, So basically, it's doing all the sorting for you, right? Yeah. So you can yeah. go to that year and that month and you can see there are all my highlights already sorted. And so when you've got those kinds of tools, make sure you know how to use them to your advantage and let let the artificial intelligence and automation do as much work as you can. And as long as you tend it every day and do those things, you can stay on top of that. You know, you want you don't want this to be something that you sit down and try to tackle like your taxes once a year. I mean that's crazy, right? <laughs> So one of the other things I want to just ask you about before we wrap up and I is when you said you back up and that safety in the sky, I think that speaks it really to the millennials. I mean, my kids, your kids, that that they ever my son uses Google Photos and all of that. But I know for some baby boomers, um, that's not a comfortable thing. So for listeners who are thinking, yeah, for my kids, that's great, but I don't want all my photos in the cloud and Google Photos or Amazon Prime account or whatever, you know, behind the scenes. And I know that um, baby boomers, sometimes they're just, they're reluctant about the cloud, period. And I use both, and I know that all of us mm-hmm. here do. But um, for the baby boomers, the tip that, you know, I would give um, is, and we've mm-hmm. talked about it before, is just buying an external hard drive, right, for that photo hub so you yeah. have your photos in that place too. But millennials may not want to do that. That They think that the little tiny hard drives are cluttery. You know, they're like, I don't yeah. want that. I mean, I've talked to my kids about it. I think one of them has a hard drive with things backed up. The others are like, mine are on the cloud. <laughs> well, I think that was the biggest surprise for me when, well, you know, we have a little kind of a focus group of millennials that we, you know, bounce ideas off of and stuff. And and when I asked them, you know, how do you feel about your photos being in the cloud or in, you know, on Google and your digital footprint and everything, surprisingly, they care less about their privacy. And most of them had that answer. Um, look, <laughs> I've already yeah. got a pretty big digital footprint, you know, whether or yeah. not my photos mm-hmm. are, are, you know, I'm, 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 
I've already been tracked from the moment that I've been born. And so I, I'm not, you know, I want to use this free tool more. I don't care that I'm the product. Mm-hmm. I know that I've been the product for yep. years and, you know, there's nothing I can do about it anymore. It's surprising <laughs> to hear their answer. They're, My they're, kids could be in your focus group. About it. Yes, that yeah. is exactly, that is, that's spot on. I mean, it's, a, yeah. they're like, mom, they have all our information. And I'm like, I don't yeah. like that. You know, so but you know, I, we don't like to hear it. It's hard to digest, but yeah. But I wanted, I just wanted to clarify for baby boomers listening. You don't have to go to the cloud. I think it's a great oh. tip and to have a several clouds has always been part of our photo um, management and backup and all of that. But mm-hmm. um, that, that photo hub is still for us, you know, the thing that you own and the, the cloud isn't something you own. So. There That's how I keep, I keep my photos local to me. So I mm-hmm. I leverage the cloud for backing up my phone, mm-hmm. but you know, and and I use the cloud for sharing photos. But I keep all of my original photos in a hub local to me, right? So that yeah. I've got complete control of my ownership, for sure. Right. It's important. Yeah. Anything to add, Rita? Any other questions? I, Lisa, you've given us such great tips. I mean, for anybody mm-hmm. listening, those are the, you know, getting in that habit of deleting and then backing up. And yeah, this is good stuff. Well, Lisa, I would Thanks. love it if you could just share with our listeners, you know, in a couple sentences or whatever, um, a little bit about Picks and Tails and how you are mm-hmm. helping um, mother-daughter teams. Um, love their photos, manage their photos, and what your service is. Well, um, thank you. Thanks for letting me share that. Well, Picks and Tails is certainly um, our our ultimate goal is to help uh, the two generations connect and transfer not just the photos, but the stories. So Picks is for pictures and Tails is for stories. And ultimately, our goal is to make sure that they're passing along both. And so... We really want to work with, I mean, ideally, we'd love to see moms and daughters like Chelsea and I working together. So we've created a membership community. We're just getting ready to launch at the time that we're recording this, but we should be launched by the time this airs. Um, But we are creating a membership community where um, what, what we've found, certainly with people that want to do it themselves, you know, they can either go and Google all the different ways right, to look after the photos and pull in information from a a gazillion different resources. They can go and buy a course maybe. But with photos, what what we find and what you and I already know is that it can take weeks, months, sometimes years, right, to work through a collection depending on how extensive it is. So we wanted to create an affordable way for millennials to um, subscribe on a monthly basis to a community of support where they can take some very specific courses to learn how to manage and get their own photos under control, and then how to work with their parents and how to take control of that mess right now. So I I personally, my mission uh, for me is to help prevent what happened to me. So now's a really good time for millennials to reach out to their parents and say, Hey, let's talk about your photos because guaranteed your parents are thinking about that. They're probably thinking about downsizing. Um, if you're still lucky enough that your parents are in your lives, then they're thinking about, 
you know, what am I going to do with all these printed photos? And I wonder if my kids will take them. And, you know, you don't want to deal with that stuff when you're in the middle of a family crisis. Now's a really good time to work with your mom or your dad and, and to uh, go through this stuff together, decide who's going to take who's going to take charge of this situation and who's going to, uh, you know, work alongside. And, you know, we're going to, we want to teach millennials how to sort through their parents' printed photos, how to get the stories from their parents. And I guarantee if you're a millennial listening to this, your mom or dad is going to love it. If you say, Hey, I'd like to spend some time with you and help you get your photos organized and listen to all your stories. They're going to, they're just going to be so excited about that prospect. So we want to partner with millennials and their moms or dads and help them get that job done right now while they can enjoy the stories and get everything done and enjoy the process. So that's what our membership community will be all about. Lisa, I hear a part two podcast coming soon. And that <laughs> is because I want to talk to you more about that whole process of helping your parents, right? And I understand yeah. that's what your services will offer, but I'd love to just have some tips on that for those millennials on the podcast because, um, as you know, I lost my dad and it's been 20 years, yeah. but I was able to do some of that way before he got sick. And so sharing from that perspective, um, I think would really, I think our listeners would get some great tips that way too. So I'd be happy to share some tips. Might do that um, coming yeah. soon, right? Like, uh, you know, down the road. But anyway, um, we can't wait for your launch and uh, we'll mm -hmm. put the link on the show notes page so people can visit Picks and Tails. And we so appreciate your time and your tips. And of course, the best part is the stories with the photos. So thanks Yay. for joining us. 